Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. It's great to be back with you folks this morning on this 183rd podcast. And we're, we're so excited about being in the book of Psalms and songs from the night and and uh, songs from the darkness is something we think about as well as in those hard times we hear. We know that psalm means songs, and uh, we were cruising along. Yesterday, we talked about Psalm number five, and what a beautiful psalm of protection and praying to our King and our God, and uh, man, the directions we are able to go with that. And as always, I'm thrilled to have my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco, with me this morning. So, Stephanie, catch us up. How are you today? Hey, Doug, I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, allergies aren't my greatest friend this morning, but other so, than that, doing pretty well. So last weekend you were in Wisconsin doing a ladies' fellowship. Yes. So, <clears throat> tell us something cool about it. What happened up there? Well, there was about 120 ladies there. Um, in the sense of cool, I mean, it was actually, the weather was awesome. Got to do some walks. Um after after I was done teaching on Saturday, Lydia and I went for a walk. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. The colors up there are just stunning. You know, the Wisconsin Dells area leaves, wow. It just leaves you like we serve an amazing God that he delights in color. He delights in beauty. And um, so that was, that was fun. As far as ministry cool stuff, um, the Lord definitely opened some wonderful doors to work with some different ladies. And, and um, there was one lady there who um, was a, had been a captain in the Army. Praise and God. she was a sweetheart. And we had so much fun fellowshipping. And, boy, she, she encouraged my heart. I love being around ladies that are on fire for God. And um, just God really gave liberty um, opened some doors, um, even to, um, not directly minister to kids, but to be, um, to, to meet them and, um, to pray for them. You know, I have their faces now sitting in front of me, um, as far as in my memory of who, of, you know, children that have been through things and that I can pray for and, and love that way, you know, and praying for them. And so it was, it was, phenomenal i made an awesome new friend the church secretary and i could get into a lot of trouble together she was kind of like debbie personality wise and uh we had a blast hanging out together did a lot way too much laughing and um so anyway it was it was just a really sweet weekend the lord really worked and gave liberty in the sessions and um so yeah it was exciting wow wow no something i I don't know if I should tell you guys this, but I'm going to. So Stephanie is the incredible shrinking woman right now. So I saw a oh, picture. Fine. She's been on this diet, right? And uh, <clears throat> and man, her uh, she's just shrinking down. It's unbelievable. She's all over it. And uh, as her unofficial official coach, uh, I, I just want to <laughs> say publicly that I'm proud of her. And uh, good job on that. And so this last week, certainly a lot of good things happened to us. So on my side, Debbie and I celebrated our 37th anniversary. 
Um, and that Yay, just happened. applause. Yeah, yeah. We and, need that sound effect of applause. You know, they say Trump's doing at his rallies, you know, but he's making up the sound effects. Yeah, they're yeah, so jealous of Yeah, we need that Trump. right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we oh. celebrated 37 years, and, you know, we're thinking about getting serious. And uh, praise God. And <laughs> we're we just moving along in that area, and we... Uh, okay. So anyway, here we are in Psalm number six, and we we like to catch you guys up on what's going on with us. And uh, just rest assured that uh, if you're planning a gift for Stephanie for Christmas, send cards for clothes. Praise God, because she's shrinking down, and that those old Christmas sweaters and stuff—they're just not going to fit. You know those no, ugly I've Christmas. No, I've already. I've already. Oh, the ugly ones. See, I don't believe in ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah. I just, but I, I know I'm looking at my clothes going, oh my, this could be a problem. I'm actually so, experiencing that right now. I know you are more than me. Yeah. Way more in a good way. Yeah. I'm about 700 it's bucks in problem. and I, I still don't have enough to cover a week. Yeah. It's just weird. Well, and you got to buy the big and tall stuff. You know, that makes your life a little No harder. longer big. And, and let me tell you, it's hard to get large tall. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. And uh, I guess there's not a lot of tall people out there that stop at large. Maybe they were like me. You know, I was fat, man. I had I had some fat issues going on. I'm just being upfront with you. Now, you folks, I'm not judging anybody. Listen, fat is good and all that. I just got to a point where I looked at my reflection in the mirror and went, Oh! And so I went on a diet. <laughs> That's the only thing that happened. It was it's no big deal. It's no uh no judgment going out your way. But uh anyway, that's all we wanted to talk about. So anyway, you you're caught up on what we've done. Uh so we've lost some weight, so we're eating healthy and but more important, we're in God's word. And and if you can do anything in one day, uh if you can squeeze only one thing in, allow that to be meditation and prayer and reading God's word. Meditate on the word you read, pray. Pray to God to illuminate his word. And we're in Psalm number six today. It says, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thine hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore, vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, my soul. O save me for thine mercy's sake. For the death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? I am weary with my groaning, and all the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of mine enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of inequity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Man, there's a lot going on in Psalm 6. Uh. I mean, he's, he's admitting guilt. I mean, he's talking just real quickly right off the back. <clears throat> he's watering down his couch with his tears. And uh, certainly you've been there. All of us have been there at some time or another where we cried out to God, where we've uh, we've just cried where life gets too hard. And, and, and you know what, Stephanie, there's people right now uh, who are going through this. There's people right now yeah. who are in the midst of this. There are people that are hurting. Yeah. 
And in uh, this psalm, this psalm, what does this psalm mean to you, Stephanie? Well, there's there's a lot of you know when you have those moments when you have like a scene flash before your face. Yeah. And I don't mean even if I don't mean a bad flashback. I mean just where you remember things and it's very real. And um, I remember verse two. I feel like I have lived in that place so many times in the last two years um, of saying, have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O yeah. Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. And um, being in that place of crying that prayer out to God and, you know, God, my spine hurts really bad. And would you help me? I, I'm too weak to do today. And would you give me the strength? And... Um, I think verse three is the heart cry of someone who has PTSD and is in the midst of dealing with triggers or in the midst of dealing with the flashbacks. And my soul is also sore vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long, you know, this is the cry of someone in some sense who has PTSD. And we're, when we're in the midst of those moments where our body feels done, we're in pain, our, our very soul hurts. And it does, you know, David says, I know in death, there's no remembrance of thee in the grave. Who shall give thee things? It's like, God, I know it almost makes me wonder if suicide had crossed David's mind. And he says, no, because you don't receive any glory in that. Yeah, he says, who, who's no going to thank God? To you in that. Yeah, I can't yes. do anything with, when I'm dead. It's it's too late. Yes, yeah. yes. And this is the heart cry, you know, in verse verse 6. He says, I am weary with my groaning all the night. Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. And wow, that verse reminds me so much of where I lived for those first few months after Charles died, where the daytime was spent living because I had to live for my kids and the nighttime was spent making my bed to swim. And, um, those, those nights were long and heavy and hard. And, um, you know, it's verse seven is powerful. He says, mine eye is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all mine enemies. These people tend to thrive um, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissistic abuser, physical abuser, whatever, they create, they thrive on beating down their victim, be it emotionally, be it mentally, be it verbally, be it physically, all abuse. And um, having been in situations where I have dealt with mental and emotional and psychological abuse on a very real basis, um, you know, it creates a level of grief that consumes your eyes. It creates that weary weariness that causes you to groan through the night. I mean, I remember nights um, during um, my first 10 or so years of marriage. I spent many nights up till 2 and 3 in the morning. I remember just weeping, crying out to God reading the Psalms and trying to find light in the midst of fog. And, you know, what's strange is looking back, I didn't, I didn't think PTSD was real for anybody, but military, um, you, you never could have gotten me to believe, 
um, that I was in, I was dealing with narcissistic abuse. You never could have gotten me to, um, agree to that. I would have been like, no, this is normal. And, um, you know, I remember when you and I first started talking and I was defending my abusers and, um, that's very normal. That was, that's a very, very normal response, especially when you've been brainwashed into believing, you know, their lies and their toxicness about yourself. Um, but I remember dealing with those days and being in this place where my eye was consumed with grief and I felt so old, you know, I was married young and I felt so old. I remember sometimes just feeling so worn out and so tired and just so done and, you know, it was a growing process for my husband and I as, you know, things that he had been, he thought, he thought were normal and how God grew him. And then we would spend nights together weeping and crying and praying. And as God worked in his heart and then we're crying out to God together in the middle of the night. And, you know, those, those times when I look back of things that God allowed but that things that were done by those who wanted to destroy me or wanted to destroy my husband, it brings me to verse 9. And where David turns from where he talks about all of, well, verse verse 8, you see that courage coming on as David says, Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. And, you know, as, as we take confidence in knowing that God hears our cries, when we are crying out to him in the midst of suffering, in the midst of abuse, in the midst of trauma, you know, heaven forbid that David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. You know, there's times to separate. And David's calling here for separation, and he's saying, no, I'm not hanging around you. Leave me alone. Yeah. Because God has heard the voice of my weeping. And separation he's, began at the beginning of, uh, in, in the Garden of Eden, in a beginning. Yeah. And uh, separation yeah. is, is real. You know, this is yeah. this tree, stay away from it. And, yeah. Uh, well, and God, D David doesn't say here, so now I guess I've just got to keep on being treated like trash by mine enemies. No, he says, depart from me ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord, his reason being, the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping, the Lord hath heard my supplication, and the Lord will receive my prayer. Yeah. And then I love verse 10, he says, let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed, let them return and be suddenly, and be ashamed suddenly. And David's calling on God and saying, God, deal with them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot. I mean, he, there's so much yeah. in this psalm. I mean, he's, you, you know, it's, it's what they call a, a, a penitential psalm, where, you know, in other words, uh, you know, he, where he's, he's just admitting everything. He's saying everything. Yeah. He's doing his penance, as they would say in the Catholic yeah. faith. But it's a very real thing to come before God and, yeah. and adore well, him and, and admit. See, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he starts out the chapter broken. Yeah. And I think that's the key is even when we have PTSD, even when we're at that point, and I remember um, so many of those nights literally on my knees by my, I mean, I can tell you where I was sitting in, my, in our living room in our old house, 
with my little lamp on next to my couch and on my knees weeping and saying, God, what have I done wrong? What have I done to sin against you that I am where I am? And part of that was because so much, you know, when you have accusations and things, I mean, horrific accusations being made at you constantly, but God used those times. He allowed those times because they are a breaking process. And it brings you to that point of, Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. Neither chastise me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me. And so it brings you to that point of brokenness before God. And David says in another psalm, a broken and a contrite heart thou wilt not despise. And, you know, God takes pleasure in taking broken people who have been through trauma, who have been through hurt, who become broken before him and say, God, I'm a mess. I maybe have pieces broken in my life because of choices I may have made, or I may have pieces broken in my life because of things that were done to me. But either way, God, don't rebuke me in your displeasure. Yeah. Have mercy upon me. And that heart cry of verse 4, deliver my soul, oh, save me for thy mercy's sake. And where there's that heart cry of God, this is about you. It's about your mercy. It's about your grace. And it's about you healing me, you being my great physician. And it makes me think of um, our song, Touch the Hem of His Garment. And the whole concept of, God, nothing else is going to work. This is all about you. And I think that's David's heart cry here of the only way I'm getting out of the hole I'm in is through you. Yeah, and I I think, you know, we see that Jeremiah did that. And, you know, his very famous, uh, he's lamenting in Jeremiah 10. Uh, verse number 24, O Lord, correct me, but with judgment, not in thine yeah. anger, lest thou yes. bring me to nothing. I mean, Jeremiah yes. had learned from the psalmist, had uh, had learned from David, the chief musician, the, uh, the you know, the writer of most of these psalms. And and he's coming forth and saying, I, th- I think, you know, with Jeremiah and David doing this, we need to come to the realization, folks, that we need to do this. We need to come to God. Uh, when we're yeah. in that place, when we're in that bad place, when yeah. when things aren't going the way we want them to go, when yeah. life is upside down, when the when when the world is spinning the wrong way, when our family's crooked, when nothing's working out, I mean, we need to go to God and 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 seek His mercy because it's yeah. all about God's mercy, and that's what this song yeah. is all about. It's it's all about God's mercy, and He does care, and yeah. and He He He's going to continue to care. And, uh, you know, we can go through this and we can look at this, but God cares. He cares so much. And so, so David comes right out of the shoot and he admits his guilt. He talks about being a sinner. He talks about having a spiritual, yeah. a bad spiritual condition. He talks about his bones and, and, and everything he's been through. And he's looking for how long will he be chastened? How long am I going to go through this? And I think those are things to ask the Lord. They're inspired. They're in the Bible. And, uh, it's okay to pray these things out to God. And, and he pleads with God. He pleads with him for faithful love and, and to rescue him. And, and you know, I'm, we need to plead to God, folks. And when's the last time you had a good old pleading session with God? I think yeah. that's what God's yeah. looking for here. He's looking for us to plead to him. And, and, and he's talking about that emotionally, you know, his groaning is just continually. He's, he's got tears on his couch, his bed, he's swimming. It's uh, there's so much grief and, and, and folks, I can tell you this, 
If you can get a heart like David, if you can get a heart like Jeremiah, if you can get yourself in a biblical situation where you're meditating on God's word, where you're seeing what God's word is saying to you, boy, those tears will end. You won't be swimming anymore. Uh, you won't be wetting down your couch. Um, you know, God has a way of uh, seeing our growth in him and, and sensing it and allowing us. And I know trials are real. We're, we're coming off of Philippians. We're coming off of the greatest trial over there in Job. And I get that as we go through these podcasts. And now we find ourselves in Psalms. But, tr you know, they're real. Trials are real, but God gives us a way to work with him and a way out. He gives us a savior. And, and just for a minute, Stephanie, if you could wrap up your thought on this. And as we get ready to close this, Stephanie's got a great first verse and uh, chorus she's going to sing for us in a minute. Yes. Um, well, do, I'm going to sing, Does Jesus Care? But as you were talking about Jeremiah and David, it took me to Second Chronicles 7.14. Oh. If my people, which are called by my, 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 my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And that's what we see David and Jeremiah, their heart cry, God, don't destroy me because that's what I deserve. Yeah. And where we as God's people in our country humble ourselves this way and we are willing to say, God, rebuke us not in that anger nor chasten me in that displeasure because if you do, we're annihilated. Yeah, and will and, God's people go out and vote? I mean, just go out yes. and vote and, and do the right thing yes. by your Bible. I mean, what a pathetic well, and that's, example and that's where of you see Christianity. Where you humble, yeah, yeah. You, you humble yourself before God, and then God gives you that boldness to stand up and say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. This isn't right. And there's there's a boldness and a power God gives when you're willing to humble yourself before him, and you become a vessel he's using. And that's my cry to everyone who listens to this is get on fire for God. Get right with God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will exalt you in due time. Cast your care upon him. Be sober. Be vigilant because we have an enemy who's roaring and who's and who's attacking. So we had better go on the offensive yeah. and, and go into our war rooms and prayer and in humbling ourselves and get out and vote and make a difference because it's huge that, that there is so much at stake. So that's what I come away from is seeing the boldness that God gives David at the end of this chapter, as he comes through dealing with his sin and humbling himself and then coming to terms with, yes, I'm struggling with these things, but my God's bigger than these things. And then he says, let all my enemies be ashamed. Let them return and be ashamed. Suddenly he's saying, God, you're in control and get that boldness from God as you humble yourself before him. So that's my thoughts, but I will sing the ver first verse here of does Jesus care and hopefully it'll encourage someone today. Yes. Does Jesus care when my heart is grieved to deeply for mirth and song? As the burdens press and the cares distress and the day grows weary and long. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. When the days are weary, 
the long nights dreary, I know my Savior cares. Amen. Folks, listen, Psalm 6 is a big deal. <clears throat> Study it, meditate on it, live it, and listen to the way that psalm ends, let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. And friends, let me tell you, we got some elections coming up. There's some things coming up. We need you to go out there and uh, we want to greatly trouble these people. We want to vote. We want to, as Christians, we can't have another 40 or 50 million Christians sitting at home not, not voting this election. Yeah. So yeah. we need your help. We sure do love you folks, but you know, if there's one thing that we pray for uh, with this podcast, what is that, uh, Stephanie? The one thing. Our, our first and prayer whenever we pray is that souls will come to know Jesus Christ as a result of these podcasts. And that's it right there. So listen to these words very carefully. We sure do love you folks. Hey, make sure you stop by and visit us on Helpful Wounded Spirits, our personal Facebook page. I don't know. Stop by and buy us a cup of coffee. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.